Please listen carefully. Salutations, toppers, and welcome to episode 38 of the Turn of Phrases podcast. Thank you for lending me your ears today. This episode is dropping on March 12th, and since March 17th is St. Patrick's Day, that's going to be our theme for this week. We'll look into the history of the holiday itself, as well as some sayings and superstitions that go well with this time of year. So grab your shillelagh and don your favorite green thing, and let's follow a rainbow to today's phrases, origins, history, and more. Let's first find out why St. Patrick's Day is even a thing. Old Patrick himself was a 5th century Romano-British Christian missionary and a bishop in Ireland. He's the patron saint of Ireland, so he's kind of a big deal. Fun fact, he's also the patron saint of engineers. Anyway, he was born in Roman Britain in 385 AD and didn't always have the easiest life ever, according to a work called The Declaration, supposedly penned by the patron himself. His family was wealthy, and the Catholic Church was a big thing for them. His father was a deacon, and his grandfather was a priest. However, Patrick was kidnapped and enslaved at the age of 16 by raiders from Ireland. For the next six years, he worked as a shepherd, until he, quote, found God, end quote. The Lord told Patrick that if he would escape to the coast, a ship would be waiting to rescue him and bring him home. Upon making it back home, Patrick became a priest and eventually made his way back to Ireland, where he led a whole lot of Irish pagans to convert to Christianity. In fact, if we believe every word of his aforementioned purported autobiography, The Declaration, then he converted thousands of Irish pagans during his years of evangelizing. He was such a big deal that he's been said to have driven all of the snakes out of Ireland. The only problem with that is that Ireland hasn't ever been a place snakes like to live. Even if he wasn't the Pied Piper of snakes, he became a beloved figure for the Irish. The reason we celebrate his day on the 17th of March is because that's the day he was believed to have died on in 461 AD, although it wasn't made an official celebration until the early 17th century. We'll touch on some of the details of the day as we continue, so I think that's enough about how St. Patrick's Day got started. Let's find out why we wear green every March 17th. Green is my favorite color, so I love that there's so much extra green in the world on St. Patrick's Day. But did you know that green wasn't always the color of Patty's celebration? It used to be blue. And some orange. And some green, too. Okay, let me back up here. Prior to the 17th century, folks wore light blue to celebrate the memory of St. Patrick, as it was his official color. In fact, there was even a shade of blue called St. Patrick's Blue. In addition to this, at this point in old-timey times, blue was also the main color used in Ireland for symbolic purposes. The green and the orange came into play during revolutions against the English in the 17th century. While seeking independence, folks started wearing green if they were Catholic and orange if they were Protestant, especially on St. Patrick's Day. So why is it that the color of St. Patrick's Day is mainly just green now? Well, it doesn't hurt that Ireland is known as the Emerald Isle, but it's really because of leprechauns, specifically hiding from them. 
By the early 18th century, Irish Americans were big into the legend that wearing green makes you invisible to leprechauns. Without your green camouflage, you leave yourself vulnerable to being pinched by these little tricksters. In fact, that's also where the tradition of pinching people who don't wear green on St. Paddy's Day came from. Now that we have our outfits sorted out, let's see why the Irish are so lucky. The saying, you have the luck of the Irish, is typically used to tell someone how lucky they are. But why are Irish folks so full of luck that it's good to be compared to them? Well, considering the saying didn't even start out as a way to express good luck, it has a bit of a twisted history. In fact, it didn't even get its start in Ireland, according to a man named Edward O'Donnell, an associate professor of history at Holy Cross College, a Catholic college in Notre Dame. The one in Indiana, not the cathedral in France. Anyway, he's also written a book called 1001 Things Everyone Should Know About Irish-American History, so I'm willing to take him for his word. Here's a bit of what he says about the early Irish luck. Quote, During the gold and silver rush years in the second half of the 19th century, a number of the most famous and successful miners were of Irish and Irish-American birth. Over time, this association of the Irish with mining fortunes led to the expression, luck of the Irish. Of course, it carried with it a certain tone of derision, as if to say, only by sheer luck, as opposed to brains, could these fools succeed. End quote. So, this term came about here in America, and was more derogatory than congratulatory. Another theory is that it was originally more of an ironic statement, used to say you have bad luck, instead of good. This is because the Irish have had their share of bad luck, mainly associated with the famines they endured and the hard times that followed when they immigrated to find food and work, often having to leave loved ones behind, never to see them again. So what flipped this saying around from negative to positive? Well, basically, people stopped hating Irish people so much. Over time, people began to realize that the Irish weren't as lazy as previously perceived and they learned just how much of a can-do spirit the Irish had. Seeing all that the Irish had survived and thrived through, other people began to see them as smart and hard-working, not just people who were successful due to dumb luck. So, as people figured out that the Irish were rather lucky in many ways, the phrase took on a more positive connotation as well. Now, let's look into why the Irish like kisses so much. All right. The saying, kiss me, I'm Irish, isn't technically an idiom or metaphor. It's basically a straight-up request for a kiss. But it fits well with today's theme and has what I thought was an interesting origin, so I decided to include it anyway. This request for affection is tied to the Blarney Stone, what is likely the world's most kissed surface. So we need to break down the Blarney. The Blarney Stone is part of the Blarney Castle, outside of Cork, Ireland, and it's said that kissing it will bring you good luck. The castle was built in the 1440s by a man named Cormac McCarthy. Legend has it that McCarthy found himself on the wrong end of a lawsuit and had to go to court. Hoping to gain some good luck for his case, he visited the goddess of love and beauty, Cleodna, for advice. She instructed him to kiss a stone on the way to court. Obviously not caring about how dirty the rock may be, he did as he was told and planted a smooch on the stone. He won his court case and ended up toting the boulder back to his castle and added it to the wall to hang on to the good luck it had brought him. 
There's several versions of this legend, but they all involve a court case. McCarthy looking for luck, a female character telling him to purse his lips to a pebble, him winning his case, and then taking the stone back to his castle. Of course, there are other theories for how the stone got so lucky, such as it was a stone used by monarchs for coronations, and even that it was found during the Crusades. But the McCarthy story seems to be the most popular version of where the stone got its luck. No matter the exact reason it was bestowed with legendary luck, millions of people travel to Blarney Castle each year to kiss the stone, in an unsanitary attempt to garner some of the good luck for themselves. But what does a rock have to do with kissing an Irish person? Well, the Blarney Stone is Irish, kissing it is thought to be lucky, Irish people are Irish, and lucky as we already discussed, and so kissing an Irish person is the second best thing to the Blarney Stone, and ergo, is lucky. That's basically the reason people say, kiss me, I'm Irish. So, let's move on to today's metaphorical moment. It's just a metaphor, dude. It's a metaphor. Curious metaphor. A metaphor. That's the metaphor. Today's metaphor is to be green with envy. This saying means you're jealous, and since it has green in it, I thought it'd be a good fit for this episode. Let's begin with why green is seen as an envious color in the first place. This brings us back to the four humors, a topic we've touched on before. Ancient Greeks thought that the act of being jealous led to an overabundance of bile in the system, meaning the face would look yellowish-green. Sappho, a Greek poet, wrote about a jealous lover, describing their face as green. While no one knows for sure who wrote it down metaphorically first, she may have been the one to do it. What's not disputed is that one of the most famous uses of this expression comes from Shakespeare's Othello, when Iago says, quote, Oh, beware, my lord, of jealousy. It is the green-eyed monster which doth mock the meat it feeds on. End quote. This is the first known use of the saying green-eyed monster, which is simply another version of this metaphor. And I really don't have anything more on this one, so now it's time to boogaloo over to the book for today's familiar quotation. All right, toppers, I've got the book here, and it's open to a section of Alexander Smith's works. And this is from his work, A Life Drama. And it says, The saddest thing that can befall a soul is when it loses faith in God and woman. Seeing as how he wrote woman, not women, something tells me this guy got his heart broken. Also, the, the book's called A Life Drama, so he <laughs> sounds like he might be a little dramatic. But I don't know you, Smith. I'm not going to judge but I am going to thank you for today's familiar quotation. All right, toppers, that's it for episode 38. Thank you for lending me your ears today to turn some phrases. As I always do, I hope you enjoyed the episode and you learned something along the way. You can connect with me and fellow language lovers on Twitter and Facebook. Just look up Turn of Phrases on either site, or go to turnofphrases.com for links and more information. If you want to send me a message or topic suggestions, you can email me, which is brisky at turnofphrases.com, or just use my website's contact form. My website also has details about the music I use in the show. 
If you had a good time listening, please consider subscribing or leaving a rating and review. Also, if you know someone who'd enjoy the show, please tell them about it to help spread the word. Thanks again for listening to the Turn of Phrases podcast, researched, written, hosted, and produced by me, Brisky. Until next time, toppers, don't forget to wear green on the 17th. Toodaloo. And now... This is... Let me rephrase. However, Patrick was kidnapped and enslaved at the age of 16 by Irish rate... <laughs> wow, okay. By Irish rate... <laughs> wow, why can't I say that? Maybe I should say raiders from Ireland. <laughs> I think I'm going to do it. Okay. Then he converted thousands of Irish pagans during his years of evangelistic... <laughs> I haven't had enough coffee yet for that word. Then he converted thousands of Irish pagans during his years of evangelic... <laughs> Nope. Evangelic evangelicism and bell Oh, why did I try to do this so early? During his years of evangelicism. Evangelizing. I'm just gonna go with evangelizing. Today is a day of substitute words so that I can't say it. He was such a big deal that he has nope. It's because that's the day he was believed to have died on in si- nope. Anyway, he's also written a book called A Hundred and... No, that's not that number. He visited the goddess of love and beauty... Oh, there's no way I'm going to get this right. Cleodna. Cleodna? Is is that H supposed to be? Is it Cleodna? Cleodna? I'm... All right. I'm just going to go for it and hope I don't offend anybody who listens who's Irish. (laughs) That's all I got. A female character telling him to pure his... No, that's not the word it's supposed to be. I gotta quit making typos. This brings us back... Where am I? I just totally lost my place. <laughs> okay, there.